Hi, I'm Jessie Sheehan, and I just wrote a cookbook called Snackable Bakes. And I really want you to know that I recently purchased a cat for my younger son. And it was kind of a crazy move on my part because I actually hate cats, or I did hate cats. But the thing is, my son really wanted one. I was trying to be a good mom. I'm not always succeeding at that, but I was trying to be a good mom. I get the kid a cat, and I fall friggin' head over heels in love with the cat. I love the cat so much that I actually might love the cat more than the kid. Motherhood is complicated. I'm Jesse Sparks, and this is The One Recipe, a podcast that talks to chefs and great cooks about one important question. What is their one recipe? The one they're not afraid to admit being completely obsessed with. Well, this week, we're talking with Brooklyn-based baker and recipe developer Jesse Sheehan. Jesse's easily a frontrunner for the title of person with the biggest sweet tooth on the East Coast. She's the author of multiple books, including The Vintage Baker and her latest, Snackable Bakes, 100 Easy-Peasy Recipes for Exceptionally Scrumptious Sweets and Treats. Jesse, thank you so much for joining. Oh my God, Jesse, it's a Jesse party. Only Jessie's in the building. This one goes out to the Jessies with the Y, the Jessies with the IE, the Jessies with the E. We have full coverage. This 100%. is an inclusive Jessie party. <laughs> 100%. All the Jessies are welcome. So anyone who has seen your TikToks or any of your nostalgia-fueled recipes or beautiful bakes knows that they're a delight. Where did you kind of get this massive sweet tooth from? Oh my gosh. I literally was born with it. And like all of my early memories, yes, I had like a baby brother. I love my parents, blah, blah, blah. But it's all <laughs> about like the Susie Q's and the devil dogs and the Oreos. Because I didn't grow up in a family where there was a baker. There was somebody making homemade things. But from a very mm. early age, my beloved beloved parents were happily stocking the pantry with packaged sweets for me and my brother. That's where it all began, like 100% with like a little cellophane package of a devil dog. No joke. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Did you ever have a favorite of those kind of like cellophane wrapped beauties that were just living in your pantry? Such a good question. I, I, it's like asking me my favorite child. I loved them all. But there's always a ranking. Yeah. And I know it's so true. <laughs> this was a little bit more labor intensive because you did have to open up the toaster oven, but I really dug and I, they, I think they actually still exist. Pepperidge Farm had a frozen raspberry turnover that's like in a puff pastry. Jesse oh to friggin' die for. Like, I can taste the raspberry filling right now. And if you put vanilla ice cream on that little guy, oh my God. So, I know, right? So would you just get home, immediately toss one into the toaster, immediately, like, pull out the ice cream to start kind of thawing a little bit and go to town? I'm not going to lie. The raspberry turnover was more of an after-dinner dessert. Um, But that does not mean that... I would say the second I got home, it was... Uh, double stuffed Oreos from the cookie jar. And like the, it was so 1970s or 1980s, like it was a tin cookie jar with like newsprint all over it, which was probably supposed to look like old fashioned, but I remember it vividly. And it was probably a devil dog, even though truth be told, Jesse, Susie Q's are a little, and I know it's a controversial 
um, adjective, but are a little moister, more moist than a devil mm-hmm. dog. So I do kind of love Susie Q's, but gosh, devil dogs were what we had. We would like take off the top layer and, you know, like you do with an Oreo and then like eat that first and then eat the part that just had the frosting. How would you kind of describe a devil dog or a Susie Q to someone who hasn't had one before? Great question. So I would say, oh, I love this question so much. I'm like getting shivers. Um, <laughs> I would say a devil dog is like a whoopie pie, but it is shaped like a dog bone-ish. You know, it's kind of like long and skinny and sort of the center is a little bit indented, like like a bone as it were. And mm-hmm. it has these sort of two pieces of chocolate cake shaped like a dog bone. And then they're filled with this kind of really yummy, whipped, creamy kind of situation. Mm-hmm. A Susie Q, on the other hand, is more like a super, almost like a chocolate cake out of a box, a super moist, yummy, fluffy chocolate cake. Again, sandwiching a whipped cream But I would almost say a devil dog has a slightly thicker whipped cream and the Susie Q is slightly lighter, almost like giving you like Swiss meringue buttercream or marshmallow cream vibes. Divine. I just love the idea of you just coming home, immediately knowing what you want, (laughs) immediately making the beeline to the kitchen and just having that immediate satisfaction. And it kind of feels like your new book, Snackable Bakes, is like an ode to that. It really balances readers' desires for those quick, kind of hyper-specific, hyper-clear recipes that aren't going to be too labor-intensive while also still respecting that urge for, like, the nostalgic food as it was, or even a little bit better. Like, do you think people at home downplay the genius of some of these iconic snacks? I mean, I totally agree with you in terms of that, like, description and kind of what my, like, purpose in writing the book is and what my the desire I have to get people to make recipes like this, because it is 100% that. Whether you grew up a devil dog, Susie Q, um, raspberry turnover aficionado or not, that's the that's the vibe. That's the jam. It's that I want you to be able to make the desserts from my book that take 20 minutes or less to make, that have really easy, simple ingredients that you've already got in your pantry, and whip up things that give you all of those old-fashioned vibes. For me, like those are the kinds of sweets and treats that make me the happiest, that give me all the feels that I think are the yummiest. For me, this book, and that's what was sort of special about being able to write it, is just all about the things that I love, Jesse, that I oh, think absolutely. are really yummy. And that, like, I'm pretty sure, and I think I found this to be true, a lot of other people love, too. That's so funny that you mentioned that, because I'm actually really (laughs) curious to hear which recipe has kind of actually stolen your heart and taken all that love. Do you have one recipe? I mean, I would say, and this is so on point, because it is, it kind of gives me so many Susie Q vibes, but my recipe for... I'm kind of into long recipe titles, so you're going to have to bear with me here. I don't know what (laughs) happened to my editor. She was like on vacation when she was looking at my proposal. (laughs) It's okay. We'll do a quick little intermission. We'll all go get drinks and snacks. We'll come back. (laughs) Exactly. Wipe our brows from all the sweat. Um, It's called called, Shh, Don't Tell Devil's Food Snacking Cake with Marshmallow Frosting. And it is essentially a chocolate cake. And the cake itself gives me all those Susie Q vibes that I just described. It's moist, chocolatey, duh. And also um, 
reminds you, reminds me of a cake from a box, which I, I'm no shame here and, and please no hate, but I love a cake from a box and I always have. And this cake is kind of that, it gives you that kind of cake vibe with this marshmallow frosting that you make with one of my favorite ingredients, dun, da, 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 marshmallow mm-hmm. fluff. Ah, an underrated <laughs> ingredient. Too many people sleep on it. Too many people write it off. <laughs> You know, they let it in at, like, Fluffernutters, which is just like a peanut butter sandwich with marshmallow fluff. But there's so much more that you can get out of it. So so can you walk me through the recipe? How do you make the most of it? I would love to. Well, the other thing that's kind of awesome is mm-hmm. that, and as you see in the title, or as I described in the title, it's shh, don't tell. And the reason it's a shh, don't tell devil's food snacking cake, in case you were wondering, is because mm-hmm. the cake has mayonnaise in it. And that is a old-fashioned way of making chocolate cake. Uh, maybe any flavored cake, but I've mostly seen it with chocolate. Maybe mm-hmm. I think a theory is that it would have been kind of created or developed uh, during the Depression or at a time when, when maybe eggs were harder to get, et cetera, et cetera. My grandmother had a recipe that she had clipped from a newspaper. I don't know if she ever made this for me. That was a chocolate cake with mayonnaise in it. And I just happened to have her mm-hmm. recipe box. And what's super cool about putting mayo in a chocolate cake you do not have to use any eggs. So Mm. it takes the place of both the eggs and it takes the place of your fat. There's no melted butter. Most of my cakes call for melted butter as opposed to creaming softened butter. So in this cake, I'm going to have you first get some really, really hot tap water and you're going to put some cocoa powder in that and that's going to bloom. People wonder why recipes often ask you to do that. It's basically helping, helping those chocolate flavors pop. And you do that with heat. So you put the cocoa powder in some boiling water. You're going to add a little bit of espresso powder. I then grab that full fat mayo. I'm a Hellman's girl. I'm not going to lie. Also love Dukes. But you do you. Whatever whatever is your mayo of choice. I bloomed that chocolate. I put it aside. Then yes. I'm grabbing my mayo, full fat. You're getting those mayo vibes. It might be like, oh, God, I can't believe I'm not eating a tomato sandwich. I can't believe I'm making a chocolate cake. But just bear with me. The mayo is in the cake. Don't worry. Don't get scared. I even write in the head note, like, put your mayo phobias behind you. Ooh, trust the process. Right? (laughs) You take that mayonnaise. You whisk it with some granulated sugar. And again, in my book... I don't want you to have to pull out a stand mixer or a hand mixer so everything is going to be whisked and folded by hand. So you're whisking your mayonnaise, you're whisking your sugar. I like to add any flavoring in my mm-hmm. baked goods along with my fat because fat carries flavor. So I'm adding my vanilla right now with my mayonnaise and with my sugar. Um, even though the mayonnaise takes the place of eggs and fat in this recipe, I just can't, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little extra. So I do throw in an egg just for good measure. So I whisk ah, we'll in that egg. We'll let this time. <laughs> Thank just you. once. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of our wet ingredients. I'm going to have you add your leaveners, your baking soda, your baking powder, and your salt right into those wet ingredients and whisk those babies up. So you don't have to worry about them being properly distributed, which is one of the reasons why most recipes begin with the, with the dry being whisked together in order for proper distribution. We're sticking that right in the wet ingredients. And then finally, we're folding in that flour. So by the time you add the flour at the end of the recipe, you can be super gentle with the flour, which is what we want when we make cake because we don't want to have a tough cake. Half the flour, then we're adding that bloom chocolate, half the flour, done and dusted in your pan, in the oven. Heaven is yours very shortly when it comes out. And what temperature are you baking this at? We're baking it at 350 degrees for about, I think it's about 30 minutes-ish, 25 to 30. Oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. 
Well, not only is it nothing, which I love, but what I have another little secret because I am very impatient and I hate waiting for things. <laughs> what I do when I take a cake out of the oven, if I can find the room, is almost immediately or maybe when it cools a tiny bit, I stick that sucker right in the freezer, Jesse. No joke. I mean, you have to kind of have to move things around because you don't want the cake. If the cake pan's super hot, you don't want it to melt like your Ziploc bag of whatever bagels you got in the in the freezer. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you can stick it into the freezer and it comes down to temp really quickly. So I like to do that and then immediately start on this epic Suzy Q-esque frosting. I'm going to use a stand mixer and some softened butter. I'm going to put that softened butter in my stand mixer. I'm going to add my marshmallow fluff, as you and I said, like totally underrated, amazing ingredient. Some people put it in Rice Krispie treats. I put it in frostings. You can put it in fudge. I put it in whipped cream, Jesse. I don't want to blow your mind. I'm blown, right? I'm actually like struck. <laughs> I, <Yeah. laughs> I don't know why it's never even occurred to me to just give it a shot. But anyway, you're, you're beating together <laughs> your marshmallow fluff and your softened butter. You're adding that flavoring. Like I said before, I love to add my vanilla extract along with my fat. You're adding a little bit of salt. Salt, just like a little tip that maybe people know, maybe they don't, but salt is so important in baked goods to cut sweetness, particularly for a baker like me who's obsessed with sweet. And then finally, once you've sort of incorporated the butter and the frosting and it's fluffy and delicious and yummy, you add your confectioner sugar. And you do that relatively slowly just so it doesn't like explode out of the mixer and into your face. And then you beat that all together for about three minutes. You spread that baby all over that chocolate cake that you've now pulled out of your freezer and you haven't melted your Ziploc bag of bagels, and you're good to go. Oh my gosh. Jesse, thank you so much. This is a dream recipe. Thanks for making time, and thanks for walking me through it. Oh my gosh, amazing. I loved sharing it. All the chocolate cake with marshmallow frosting love to you. Jesse Sheehan is the author of Snackable Bakes, 100 easy-peasy recipes for exceptionally scrumptious sweets and treats. You can find the recipe for that devil's food snacking cake with marshmallow frosting on Instagram at the.one.recipe and at theonerecipe.org. This week's episode was made for you by producer Erica Romero, associate producer Ren Farrell, technical director Derek Ramirez, and digital producer James Napoli. Sally Swift is our managing producer. APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Schaffer, and Joanne Griffith. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The One Recipe was created by Sally Swift and Erica Romero. I'm Jesse Sparks. This is APM Studios. Go make some magic. 